I'm Marvin. We've been married, oh, it will be 52 years this July 21st. She snagged me four days before I was 21. Can you believe that? It kind of happened by accident. One day I said, you know, we could save a little bit of money if we did our laundry together. And I said, was that a proposal? <laughs> and I says, at least that's the start of one, maybe. <laughs> I hope you all noticed that mischievous little expression on Betty's face there at the end, raised eyebrows and all. Pretty cute. Marvin and Betty are two of our marathon runners in this amazing race of Christian marriage, and you're going to be introduced to several more Crossroads couples on the big screens in this four-week series of messages we are calling We Harmony. You may not know that June... The month of June has for centuries been the most popular month of the year for weddings. So our timing is perfect for this emphasis. So why do you suppose it's the month of June that's so popular for weddings? I did a little research on that and found that this, this week in medieval times, a person's annual bath usually fell during the month of May. So a June bride would probably still smell relatively fresh. <laughs> Most of you have heard of eHarmony. eHarmony is an online website that tries to match up single men and single women for dating and marriage. They're now in 150 countries of the world. Well, the WeHarmony series that we're doing here is a takeoff on the eHarmony brand, but we're going to focus on what happens after the I do's rather than what happens before the I do's. We'll be using some titles of popular love songs to underscore the four essential components of a God-honoring marriage with a theme like We Harmony. We ought to have a little music there. So here's where we're going. Today, it's only you, and we're dealing with commitment in the marriage. Next weekend, it's All You Need Is Love, which will address her needs in marriage. And then the third week is we can work it out, and this will deal with conflict resolution in marriage. And Coy Walters, our pastor who oversees our intensive care ministry, our counseling ministry here at the church, and who is the founder of the Marriage Builders, Christian Marriage Builders here in our city, will be preaching that message. We can work it out. And then we'll conclude on Father's Day with Aretha Franklin's R-E-S-P-E-C-T, and um, Patrick Garcia will talk to us about uh, his needs in marriage. Now, for those of you who are widowed or who aren't married or who don't plan to be married, please know that you have not been forgotten. The principles that are in God's Word in these messages are transferable to other relationships. But realistically, even if you're single now, chances are you will be married sometime in the future. Minnie Monroe in Australia tied the knot at 102 years. And Harry Stevens in Wisconsin got hitched at 103 years old. So hang on, you just never know. Now, if you are divorced, I want you to know that you are not going to he hear any messages, lectures, 
about why your marriage failed. There will be no guilt trips laid on anyone in these messages. No painful memories are going to be intentionally dredged up. Listen, you are not a second-class Christian because of what happened in your past. You certainly didn't want it. Perhaps you never expected it. You wish you could undo the damage. So whatever the circumstances, whether it was mostly your fault or it was not your fault at all, God wants to heal your heart. He wants to set you on a path of wholeness. And in Jesus Christ, none of us has a past of which we can be proud or of which we need to be ashamed. So right now, today, and for the next three weeks, I want you to think of this series of messages as a from this day forward series of messages. Well, let's go to Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 through 6, in which Jesus defines God's best for marriage in a passage that is read at most Christian wedding ceremonies. Jesus said, Haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So, they are no longer two but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. Now, Jesus is talking here about male and female, husband and wife here. Catholic Church was holding a marriage seminar for husbands, and in one session, a priest interviewed Luigi. Luigi was nearing his 50th wedding anniversary. And they asked him to take a few minutes to share some insight into how he had managed to stay married to the same woman all these years. And Luigi replied to the assembled husbands, Well, I've uh, tried to treat her a nice. I, I spend money on her. But the best is I... I he's kind of from southern India. Uh, so, <laughs> so, southern Italy. <laughs> I've, uh, I uh, took her... I took her to Italy for our 25th anniversary. Well, the priest said, Luigi, you are, you are an inspiration to every husband here. Please tell us, what are you planning for your wife for your 50th anniversary? Uh, anniversary? And Luigi proudly replied, I'm going to go get her. So, <laughs> my objective today is to help you stay happily married while living in the same location. Well, in stark contrast to the only you approach to marriage, listen to the chronology of Elizabeth Taylor's marital saga. Following her wedding to Conrad Hilton in 1950, Elizabeth Taylor said, Your heart knows when you meet the right man. There is no doubt that Nikki is the one I want to spend my life with. Two years later, Following her wedding to Michael Wilding in 1952, she said, I just want to be with Michael to be his wife. This is for me the beginning of a happy ending. Five years later, following her wedding to Mike Todd, she said, I've given him my eternal love. This marriage will last forever. Two years later, following... Her wedding to Eddie Fisher in 1959, she said, I've never been happier in my life. We will be on our honeymoon for the next 30 to 40 years. Five years later, 
Following her wedding to Richard Burton in 1964, she said, I'm so happy I can't believe it. I love him enough to stand by him no matter what he might do. <clears throat> Following her second wedding to Richard Burton in 1975, she said, There will be no more marriages or divorces. We're stuck like chicken feathers to tar. The next year, following her wedding to John Warner in 1976, she said, John is the best lover I've ever had. I want to spend the rest of my life with him, and I want to be buried with him. In November of 1990, Elizabeth Taylor finally said, I don't think I'll ever get married again. However, the very next year, in 1991, she did get married again, this time to Larry Fortensky. And one columnist suggested at this time that the wedding guests should plan to throw minute rice <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> After this wedding, she said at a press conference, I look at marriage kind of like a movie script. I go into it hoping it's going to be a hit, but knowing it may turn out to be a dud. Well, Elizabeth Taylor needed a biblical perspective on marriage. She needed a realistic view of what really makes marriage the blessing that God intended it to be. The grace of life is the way it is described in Scripture. Well, it's not really complicated. The cornerstone for building a marriage that honors God and blesses a couple can be compressed into one singular word. It is the word commitment. It's not passion. It's not compatibility. It's not financial security. It's not romance. It's not communication. It's not even love. It's commitment. Now, all these other things are good, and all of them make for a better relationship, but the only thing that really makes marriage endure is the unwavering commitment to stay in it and to stay at it. Look at Malachi chapter 2, verse 14. The Lord is acting as a witness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her. Though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant, has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and spirit they are His. So guard yourself in your spirit. And do not break faith with the wife of your youth. I've been married to the woman I fell in love with many years ago, and she prefers that I not remind her or reveal to you how many years ago. And we have not had a perfect marriage because we are not perfect people. But it has been good. And it's had every one of these components I mentioned earlier. Romance, compatibility, communication, financial security, love. And I look forward to enjoy, enjoying more such joys in the year ahead. However, if not, like Luigi, I am taking her to Italy later this year. <laughs> that is true, but I don't plan to leave her there. Now, the primary reason we're still married today is because we vowed some things to each other in the presence of God and about 400 witnesses on a hot August night in Quincy, Illinois, that we have both kept those vows that we have kept. And you say, well, Ken, 
Your wife is so lovely and so personable and so smart, you have it made. Or Kayleen, you're married to that hunky Brad Pitt look-alike, Kent. <laughs> How hard could it be? Now, please, our life together has had some bad hair days, some spilled milk days just like yours, some impatient wife days, some insensitive husband days just like yours. But the rock under our feet, the secure foundation is commitment. So this morning, I want to remind you of those vows that you made, or maybe those vows that you will make. And please remember that the essential character of these words is transferable to other relationships. One more verse before we dive in. Numbers 30, verse 2. When a man, or a woman for that matter, makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to obligate himself by a pledge, he must not break his word, but must do everything he said. So, here's what we vow to one another in the presence of God and witnesses. First of all, I take you for better or for worse. And here's the thing. Worse is going to be worse than you imagine. I remember the first full day that Kayleen and I were married. We were on our way to St. Louis for a three-day uh, wedding trip. I know you're impressed. Three days in St. Louis for your honeymoon. Hot diggity.